Yeah, hey, so hey, my... hey, Carson. Welcome to Mailman Podcast. Thank you so much for using Mailman and taking out time to talk with me today. So to start with, why don't you introduce yourself? Who are you? Maybe in a minute or two. Yeah, um, my name is Carson, Carson Crispins. I am actually a, uh, I'm an undergraduate student uh, right now, and I am studying bioengineering. So uh, with all that's going on, you know, I, uh, with all that's going on right now, it can be quite hard to keep on top of your schedule. And Mailman really helps me stay on top of it. And with a schedule that's uh, as packed as mine can be, um, it helps out so much. So yeah, so that's a quick introduction about about yep. who I am. Thank you so much for giving out the shout out to Mailman. A quick thing. So sorry for being ignorant, but bioengineering means something similar to what Neuralink is doing, or is it something else? Yeah, it, it can be. That's definitely an aspect of it. Okay. And it's certainly it's it's a part that I'm actually quite interested in. Okay. So uh, yeah, that I'm I'm primarily interested in like uh, neuroplasticity research. So like how the brain heals and then also discovering more about how the, the brain works on a more mechanistic level. So those are the kind of research objectives for me at the moment. But, um, but yeah, Neuralink is definitely an exciting area that kind of branches into more of the computer science side as well, computer engineering, computer science. Oh, interesting. So you said neuroplasticity. So um, with bioengineering, I somehow imagined somehow connecting brain with some machines. I thought that was mm-hmm. so you're saying neuroplasticity. So your field is vast where you can be just studying about brain without the machines as well. How brain works, how brain heals itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a there's there's many crossovers for different fields. A lot of bioengineering too is like genetic study. Synthetic biology is a big part of it. But for me, that that idea of um, the brain being able to being able to rewire itself to to solve the problem of injury is very interesting. So. Oh, this sounds really interesting. Could I ask, why did you choose to pursue your education in this field or start your career in this field? Uh, What is it about it that excites you the most? Or how did you get into this field? Yeah, so what got me most interested, I think, uh, would be, so I've always been uh, interested in science and stuff. It's always excited me, always been uh, an avid reader of science fiction, et cetera. But a couple of a couple of years ago, I had a concussion oh. that it was severe, but it, it was uh-huh. not, um, it ended up not being permanently damaging. And it was very interesting to me to realize that we really don't know where the line is. And it, it's hard right. to tell where that is. And so it really started, it started me, uh, started me on this path of trying to see how I could get into figuring out what what sort of things are behind that and how uh we could manipulate those those processes to help people recover very interesting so for how many years now you have been like studying this yeah so i'm actually i'm i'm only a second year in college right now but i've done a decent number uh, a decent amount of research on my own and so i'm i'm currently i i've been talking with some researchers and hopefully i can uh begin to work in uh, on some stuff this fall, this coming summer, you know, COVID, COVID, uh, if COVID allows, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where my path is going. I'm, I'm excited for the future. Um, but yes, two year, I'm a, I'm a sophomore and, uh, undergraduate right now. Oh, very interesting. Uh, could I ask, how was your last year? I mean, was it any different from the year before or 
was it more hectic or was it more relaxed because probably i'm just assuming correct me if i'm wrong that uh, you were not uh, so you were uh, doing all of your credits your uh, studies from your place instead of going to uh, the campus right yeah yeah it was definitely much different and um having only been on you know in in college for a small amount of time uh okay. only uh, what i think i was there from so i would have been there from september to march and then being at home for a while again it was a very it was a very abrupt transition and something that was, at first it really halted a lot of my plans for for my future for 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 college what have you and and so getting into first realizing that and realizing that okay my plans are changed what can i do to to get my feet back under me uh and and build as good of a foundation as i can right now in order to to uh prepare for the future that was that kind of was my shift over the summer and i think i've done an, a decent job of it but there's many ways that covid really just messed things up but overall i think it ended up being both hectic and it was he hectic but helpful at the same time okay <laughs> that's an interesting perspective mm -hmm. so right now what does your day look like what time do you get up what do you do after getting up what, what are your afternoons look like what time do you get go to bed just a typical day yeah so my typical day uh usually begins between 7 and 7:30 and i wake up and i i read for usually 15 to 30 minutes uh depends on depends on what but it's usually a a personal book that i i enjoy reading and then i uh get ready for class just do all the normal things shower etc okay. and i go to my classes and i have a few classes in the morning and then i have a few classes in the afternoon and that kind of splits up my day so on the in between sections what i do is i have a i have a time blocking calendar that i use that's similar okay. to what um to that's similar to some some others uh some others is uh, uh -huh. time blocking calendars but i i just have one note and i have the hours listed from throughout the day and i draw i highlight in between the lines to show what i'm doing during those hours so oftentimes it's it's completing work or it's or it's doing reading uh or it's contacting different people but all different things and then typically in my afternoon i will exercise uh because that's i think very important for for any sort of yep. activity you know any sort of productive product, productive time then after after that i try and get everything done before about 10 p.m. and following okay. 10 p.m. I do another bit of reading and then I go to bed around 11 to 11:30. So oh. pretty uh, I think it it's a it's a typical day that a lot of people have but um I am very intrigued by this time blocking calendar. So is this an app that you use or is it something offline analog that you do? Yeah, so it it isn't it's I just drew it out in OneNote okay. and though there's there's probably ways to optimize this but so far it works out pretty well because it feels like something tactile um mm -hmm. but at the same time i can pull it up on my computer on my phone uh wherever i'm at and i think that's a very useful thing and it also it doesn't take up clutter on my somewhat limited workspace here so today's is 
a little bit more sparse than ordinarily. Uh, here we go. Yes, so so here's just a, a page in OneNote. Um, okay. I have it called time blocking. And you can see I've written in a few different uh, different activities, like you know my waking time for today. I ended up staying up a little bit later last night, so woke up a little bit later today. And then I had a meeting with some friends to discuss an event that's coming up and um, an online event. And then mm -hmm. I have uh, some class, some some homework. And I, I always try and use a timer for these times because okay. I find that when I set a timer, um, uh -huh. it helps me focus a lot more than than any other uh, than any other trick that I've tried. Sure. But yes, I, as I go through these, you can see there's different activities. This is a this is a class in my one class for today. Um, okay. And uh, which is a two hour class, and um, and then you can see here's our our meeting here that I've written in. Okay. But, uh, as far as that goes, there's that's kind of what it looks like. And this empty space over here is what I use. So in case, for example, I'll, I'll draw it up. Um, in case I end up late on a test, say this meeting went uh -huh. over time, I could uh -huh. write and I could just, I, I always try and do this as soon as I can. I will cross this out and say, okay, well, this meeting went over, so I'll draw this green here. But, you know, I can fit dinner in a shorter amount of time. I don't probably need to take an hour for dinner. So I'll shorten that up there, uh, and then I have more time to practice. And and some days it'll get very, it'll get get off track very early in the day, and so it'll track uh -huh. all out over here. But uh, but today that didn't happen. Today has gone quite according to plan. So that's uh, oh, yes, great. that's that's how my uh, that's how that thing works. Fantastic. But, uh what do you mean by these green colors and red colors? Are they just alternating colors, or does it, each color mean something? So yeah, they are just alternating colors, so I can distinguish. I suppose it, it I you could use different colors um, if you wanted, but uh, okay. but I use these. I think they were the default colors in OneNote for green and red highlighter, at least Got in my it. app. But uh, but yes, they they are just they are just alternating colors to distinguish. So cool. And and this this timeline that I see in your OneNote is it a template or is it something that you have uh, created just for yourself? Yeah, so I just created this. It's actually just a uh, an Excel worksheet that I okay. screenshotted and uh, and then and then put in here. And uh, oh, wow. yeah, and so it it's very much it's very very simple to to make. I just went in and did a quick quick edits in a, in an Excel worksheet and threw this together. Um, but so far, it's been working well enough that I haven't needed to optimize it too much. I have been actually considering mm -hmm. building a, a a web app for it, but have not gotten oh, around wow. to that yet. It would be so cool. I mean, you have so you were not able to find any app that would do this for you. So you build this small utility in OneNote just for yourself. Is that it? Yeah, that's right. Oh. Oh wow, this is so cool! And um, I'm, I'm again, I'm just assuming. So, if you have any notes to take for a particular uh, event, you just take the the note in front of it. Yes. Or do you have another exactly. place where you take the notes? Okay. Got mm -hmm. it. Oh wow, this is this is this is really cool. And you do this for every single day. And how, and what time do you plan out your uh, time blocking sheet for a given day? So typically, if I you see this, so this very last part here, mm -hmm. I typically. It's I, I haven't written it out explicitly, but in in any given day before I get to this time block here, 
which mm-hmm. I always have every day. Before I get okay. to that time block, I make sure to do this. And typically this, because I use I use another app for task management called Amazing Marvin, which I highly okay. recommend. I, I have all of my sort of goals for the day and I can just take them directly. And, and when I'm looking at that app, I can draw them into here in OneNote. And it only takes me about five minutes uh, to write out this time blocking. So that's that's uh, in essence when I when I do it, just right before this last block, whatever the last block ends up being for a day. Got it. And uh, have you ever found yourself uh, changing your schedule on, on any given day? So for example, uh, today is February the 11th and you make a plan for February the 12th, uh, but then you enter into February the 12th and something ad hoc comes in. Um, that you have to somehow fit in, something urgent comes in. So how do you really fit something in if your entire day is occupied? Yeah, so the key, I think one of the keys for these sorts of time blocking calendars is that this is a very much provisional schedule in that okay. I'm not, like for example, if I really, if if something really came up, I could, and, and that's what I was saying, if like this meeting went over time, okay. I will just push back things and and and, it's it's okay if i'm if i miss stuff like if i if i end up having to cross out all of this and and do and insert something else i try and reserve i try and withhold any sort of judgment on whether that's good or bad for me it's just a okay. fact of how the day goes and so when when that happens i try and not like i said i try and not and try and not make a judgment about it and then i just rework my calendar for the next day to incorporate those sorts of things. And some days it works, it works better than it works. You know, there's, there's always days where you end up having more things and you end up having to push things back. But I found that this system for me has so far dealt with that in a very nice, in a very nice way that has allowed me to not, not get into the sort of guilt that comes with not doing the things that are right on your Got is it is it uh, possible for you to share any of the day where you have uh, adjusted something in between and you just have to change the schedule and what did it look like so i i don't have a a a record of the okay. uh, unfortunately i so what i do do every day is so i have a in a separate app like i was mentioning okay. amazing marvin app it has it has all sorts of goal tracking and okay. I record and it records the time of day and and the amount of time that I spend on certain tasks. So at the end of the day, what I do actually is I select all this and I delete it. So uh, unfortunately, I don't have the um, got it. Got I don't it. have an example. But if I was to if I, I could provide an example, let's say I find out that I have a project to do, you know, that I, I totally missed. This uh-huh. is mm-hmm. hopefully this never happens, but in <laughs> okay. any case, this fine. Let's say I have a a uh, project that I totally missed, and I am going to need to dedicate. I estimate, let's say I estimate it's going to take me three hours. So okay. I say, okay, well, I know I need this meeting, but I don't need this time. I can do this later. So I start I start crossing out times that I don't need. And so let's see, I can cross out these. So that gives me two and a half hours, which is Uh signified by these bars that each bar is a half hour, right? So then I would just draw this out quickly here and say, okay, I'm working on project right now. 
project. Ah. And then I said I needed three hours. So I will need to add a, another half hour in somewhere. And let's say I can fit that in before lunch. I'll, I'll make lunch shorter today. And, um, and uh, so I'll write that in there. And um, I always, in each column of things, I always alternate mm -hmm. colors. So that's why I'm drawing red here. Got it. But, uh, Got it. Okay, I have project again. And, and so then I would schedule in that time. And if it needed more time, I would cross out more things and, uh, and such. It. So it's, it's very much a, this, this calendar is a very much a working document um, in that Got sense. It. So, so cool. Uh, now I'm intrigued by how anything, so I'm sure uh, as a student, there must be dozens of things trying to take up your attention in a day and uh, many things that uh, you might want to do what qualifies for something to get on this time blocking sheet of yours for any given day and how do you say yeah. no to other things so the first so the first things that i always add on here are the things that that i will for sure need to get done the next okay. day so those things for example like today i have i had a or today i have an assignment due tomorrow okay. that was for organic chemistry so mm -hmm. this morning here, this is the name of the assignment. I made sure to include this on my calendar before I wrote in other things. And I knew I could, I, you know, having done a, a several of these assignments, I knew I could complete it in that, in that amount of time. Got it. And so I put those things in first. Next comes the things that I, next comes the meetings. And the meetings okay. are things that are typically, you know, those I want to be on time to, and I want to make sure that I'm attending. So I put those in, those include classes, the meeting that we're okay. having right now, uh, and this meeting this morning up here. And then after that, I stick in the things that I really want to do for the day that are, that are um, outside of classwork. So, and this is, this would be for an average school day because okay. my, right now my classes are my priority on mm -hmm. a not on a weekend maybe or another day i would put in more of those things that i really want those goals that i really want to do or say that i was working on a a project if i decided to be to to start some sort of thing i would i would include that as my priority so i i i go in my the order of my priorities which are decided typically at the beginning of the month got it very, very interesting. Carson, I mm -hmm. see your days are kind of packed from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Some days, do you feel burned out or do you feel some days where you have some stuff to do, but uh, you do not have energy or maybe motivation to do it? Uh, what happens on those days? Yeah, there's there's always those days. So on those days for me, with this with this scheduling system, those days, I'll often, if I'm really not feeling like I can get things done. I'll just schedule a time out in the middle of the, let's say after this, this is a class here for me. So that one, I do know that I'm, I, I'm going to be there, but I can't get anything done this morning. So I schedule a time here. I'm gonna schedule this hour here. Yeah, I will cross this out and say, okay, well here, I'm just going to take a break. I'm gonna do whatever I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna go outside. I'm gonna just take a rest and try and avoid uh, thinking about school or mm -hmm. or my meetings or whatever from possible. And I try and I try and do something enjoyable, whether it be like riding, um, 
riding my bike or what have you. And, and so I try and get outside or something. Uh, cause that usually helps me reset. It's different for different people. Of course, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. some people use video games as a source of release too. So that's, uh, that's what I would do. And if I'm still really feeling like I can't get anything done, if I'm really feeling the, that sense of procrastination, I'll mm-hmm. probably in, in those cases, I will abandon the day as a whole and resolve to just do really to to get a lot done the next day and uh in that and in those cases it kind of resolves me of the of the guilt that really will carry you you can carry with you if you feel like you're really not getting anything done and then it also preps you well for committing to tomorrow as a sort of like point at which you will be productive i suppose so for me that works out Absolutely. So Carson, I mean, of course, there are some things that you can abandon or maybe move to the next day, but some things which have deadlines and Mm -hmm. you have to somehow get those done on any given day. So do you have any routine or any practice that pushes you into that productive zone, into that that flow state that uh, makes you just be just jamming with uh, on that particular project or particular thing uh, for a couple of hours and you just get it done? Do you have any any practice like that? I do sometimes, yeah. So if if I'm if I have a day where I really have a deadline, I need to get something done. Like I said, so here I have this thing here, and it's my handwriting is on this is quite uh, quite poor. But uh, in any case, the uh, this this timed here means that I am setting a timer for this, and I try and keep these timers pretty sacred. So when I set this timer. If I am starting to get distracted, I try and bring myself back to the task as much as possible. And I always, I set it and I say, this is what I'm working on for now. And I try and get myself excited to work on that, that task. And I find that when I set that timer and I say, Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, there's no requirement here for me. Like I don't Mm -hmm. have to get it done right now, but I'm going Mm -hmm. to try and get, I'm trying to solve as many problems. I'm going to try and Mm -hmm. optimize this thing during this time that I've set. And that tends to get me in in a pretty productive mood and I can usually finish the task. So, so that works for me. And it's, it's a, it's a concept that I, I believe has been referenced as uh, Yoda timers too. Uh, okay. Some people call them that Yoda timers in, in, in the Yoda timer case, they it's typically a five minute timer. They just set a five mm-hmm. minute timer to prepare, to get ready for work. And okay. um, you think of all sorts of questions you could questions to prompt yourself to work on it. And, and such and, and that that works for me great great now Carson this is beautiful but uh, do you think you are accused of any time management mistakes that you have made or um, used to make like what kind of mistakes have you made to manage your time yeah um, I've made a lot of mistakes over the okay. course of, of time I I would say even just today I've made a few mistakes but uh-huh. I so for example today I completed everything this morning everything was going great. And uh, then I went for a, a short run before lunch. And, um, okay. and the run ended up taking quite a bit more longer than I thought lunch ended up taking okay. longer than I thought. So when I got to this task here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually it was 130 and I hadn't started on it. And, and as you can see, you know, when I pulled in my calendar, I actually hadn't crossed it out um, as of yet, because I just, I just forgotten. And so once I, so that would be one mistake that I've made and, and to remedy that, what I would do now is I would say, okay, well, I actually didn't do this. 
and I draw maybe some arrows to point to where I am mm -hmm. actually doing it. And I'll probably do that do that following this meeting. But th those are some mistakes that I make. And, and then, of course, there's always those times where you, if you do get into a really productive mood, you'll forget the time. And while that's good, oftentimes mm -hmm. I try and like, encourage that sort of thing. It can cause problems when you end up with a packed schedule. And so making sure that those those time that I'm aware of time, um, got it. Even while in a sort of like flow state is uh, is really important uh, to try and cultivate, even if it's very hard to do. Those are some mistakes that I make, and then of course there's always the traps of uh, social media. But, uh, of course, <laughs> absolutely. So Carson, uh, we are towards the end of the conversation, and I have a magical question to ask you. So this is a beautiful time blocking system that you have. I am actually inspired to try it out for a couple of weeks to see if I can do something or maintain something like this. I'm not sure. I'm assuming maybe uh, it takes a little bit of time and habit to maintain something like this. Right now, I do. I try to get everything done in my calendar, uh, which is not really efficient because whenever I see an empty slot, I just try to put anything in there. But I think this is something which forces you to think a little harder about how you how, how do you want your day to look like i actually am intrigued to try it out but if magically somehow you found one additional hour in your entire timesheet suppose if you had 25 hours in a day uh, where 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 would you spend this one extra hour on you know that's a really good i i saw that i i was thinking about this question i think my answer would be to spend it with with friends because i find oftentimes the the place where i have the the least the least amount of time it always ends up being just connecting with connecting with friends connecting with people that i feel are important um to me and so that would that would definitely be you know after thinking about it i was like yeah that's for sure where i would place it because when you have a day like this, you can tend to feel rushed and, you know, I'm going in between my tasks and my, my activities. And I, I forget to just reach out and call someone because uh, I think it's, it's so important to get that, to get some sort of validation that, you know, there are other people out there who are working on cool stuff and uh, it's, it can be inspiring to hear that and, and really change my day. So that's, that's where I would, uh, place that hour. Beautiful, beautiful answer. Beautiful answer, Carson. Carson, so if anybody of our readers or listeners would want to get in touch with you or maybe ask a little bit about this time blocking, anything, uh, what is the best place to reach out to you? Or uh, if you are available on any social media, or, uh, your email address, whatever it is. Yeah. So my my Twitter is at Carson Crispin, spelled uh, K-A-R-S-O-N, uh, mm -hmm. C-H-R-I-S-P-E-N-S. A little bit long, but uh, there would be perfect. I'm relatively responsive on there, and then also my email, which is the uh, the one that I use for more for more personal correspondence is just Carson at Carson at gmail .com. Uh, So either of those would work perfectly, and I look forward to to hearing from anyone interested. Oh, great. Uh, any, any, anyways, I think you use Mailman on your, on your uh, inbox. So even if mm -hmm. you let your email, uh, email address out, spam cannot get in. Yes, exactly. No, that's what's so great about it. <laughs> I, can, I can feel comfortable. Thank you so much, Carson. If there's anything you would like to tell us or the tell, tell to the audience, uh, please feel free. And after that, we'll just wrap it up. Yeah, uh, I guess just uh, I want to thank, uh, thank Mailman, the crew over there. 
you, uh, you Mohit, for setting up this meeting. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it from me.